in today's show. We're looking ahead to Friday's action in the NBA, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. We're going to look ahead to Friday. There are 10 games on. We're going to talk streaming options as well. Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> First game <laughs> is the Wolves taking on the Orlando Magic. Malik Beasley has been on fire. Will it continue? Well, there's a possibility. Patrick Beverly will return for the Wolves, but Torian Prince, Jordan McLaughlin, Jared Vanderbilt, Byron Anthony Edwards are all still in the injury report. If one or two of those guys miss, then Beasley's minutes push up. Beasley has played 20... 20 plus minutes for uh, five straight games, and he started three straight. Now, that has been without Beverly or Edwards or Russell. We haven't seen them all play together and where Beasley fits. Let's see what happens. This also could be a blowout. So, Nazareth Reed could be in for some good minutes. He's a guy that if he plays 20, he produces well. So, maybe he's a sneaky stream option for deeper formats. But they've been able to limit Towns 24 and 29 minutes the last two games because they've won by a combined 73 points. And Reed has put up some good numbers there. For the Magic, I want to watch Mo Bamba. He's trending downwards. The minutes are not great. He's played 21, 22, and 20 the last three games. One of those was a close loss. One of them was a close win. And there was a blowout in there too. They're just really pushing those minutes back down as they're giving more to Carter, more to uh, Mo Wagner, more to Chumarakiki. And I also want to watch Jalen Suggs, who I, th- I like. I think he's got something. But... If he's on a minutes limit because of his ankle problem, he's going to play 20 and he's going to shoot horribly. Shoot 20 as well. He's not a hold. You can move on. You can stream him. But maybe he proves me wrong in this game. Doubt it, but maybe. Clippers, Hawks, Reggie Jackson. It's been a wild roller coaster. Last game, he was amazing. The game before that, he was dreadful. But we know he's going to get lots of minutes, usually, and take a lot of shots. Sometimes they won't go in. But his assist rate is well up. His usage is well up. I just want to hope for a bit of consistency from him. That would be really good. Terrence Mann moved to the bench, so Amir Coffey could start last game, but Mann still played big minutes, 29 off the bench, and he started the last game, or the game before that, and played 28, so it didn't really change much. He's still more of a back-end player versus a top 10 guy on your team. I still think there is 12-team league value with him. For the Hawks, it was not great from John Collins' last game. He barely played. He was benched, I think, for the final 16 minutes of the game. I don't expect that to be a recurring trend, but how he responds from that benching, how Nate McMillan uses him, is obviously a key focus for us. And then DeAndre Hunter, who is scoring much better the last couple of games. Doesn't ever rebound or get assists and can have efficiency issues. But can he do something to convince me that he's a 12-team league guy? Because he hasn't all season. Next game. Pistons, Celtics. Marvin Bagley should get another opportunity to start. He was pretty bad in that first start against the Bulls. Now he has to take on Rob Williams and Al Horford. I don't think it's going to be any easier for him. I still believe 
against my judgment of him as a player, that he is a 12-team league guy for now. But if he plays 28 minutes a night and goes 10 and 6 again, then what the, What are we doing? I don't think we're bothering with that. Also, want to watch Kelly Linick, who pushed up to 20 minutes last game. If Linick plays 23, we're rostering him. If I was them, I would play him over Bagley just because it actually helps the team. It helps develop Killian Hayes. It helps develop Kate Cunningham and Sadiq Bay because there's a dude that can shoot out there to help space the floor. When you're dealing with Corey Joseph and um, Jeremy Grant in the lineup, you don't have good shooters. Throw Bagley in there, it's even worse. So let's see how that dynamic looks. For the Celtics, last game, we got close to maximum Derek White. Maximum Derek. That was likely because Rob Williams played only 20 minutes due to foul trouble. So where does White sit? 22 minutes, 21 minutes, 26, 30. Well, where is it? Which one is it? I think it's going to be the 26 and under group, but we need to see what his playing time looks like. Also want to watch Grant Williams, who played a lot last game. Production wasn't quite there. Someone said, I can't wait for you to tell me to Jack Armstrong, Grant Williams, and say he's not must roster. I don't think I ever said he was must roster, to be honest. I said he was putting up some numbers where he could stream him in, but his value comes in his percentages. And that's not as readily visible to most people. But absolutely, Grant Williams is not a must-roster player in 12-team leagues. He had some stream value. He was an interesting 14-team league guy. And I think he remains sort of a 14-team league player. But there is very little upside, I think, in what Grant Williams brings to fantasy. The Hornets and the Pelicans. LaMelo Ball. It's been frustrating, hasn't it? I'm sure it's frustrating for Hornets fans and for his coach. He does these dickhead things and Borrego benches him. It's annoying us for fantasy. Look at his last five games. 30. These are his minutes totals. 30, 8, 29, 30, 28. All while Bridges is playing 39 and Washington's playing 42. Lamelo's struggling to get past 30. In fact, he hasn't gotten past 30 in the last five games. Can we arrest that, that trend? Also, watch PJ Washington Jr., who's played 37, 37, and 42 the last three, starting in that lineup instead of Haywood. Limiting Harrell, Haywood won't be back, so I expect just more big minutes for P.J. Washington. For the Pelicans, I think Jackson Hayes will continue to start. feel pretty confident he will, but can he actually do anything that gets me interested? At the moment, no, the answer is. I don't think he's a must-roster guy with the way things are trending. Again, it's absolutely no problem to have him, and you can... I, I don't... I say he's not a must-roster. Look, that doesn't mean he's a must-drop. It means that you probably can hold him, but I get it. If you're desperate, if you need to move on from him, if you need something else in to produce right now, right here, do it. Like His turnaround isn't guaranteed, or he's not going to necessarily come out and drop 20. He could, but yeah, the way things are trending, it's not great. I think there's a chance that Devontae Graham gets a start over Tony Snell. Snell played 31 minutes last game and yeah, did what Tony Snell does. Well, Graham played 29. Now, that doesn't mean that Graham's a must-roster because, again, he was playing 30 all year and doing nothing. Doesn't shoot well. His assists are down. No defensive stats, really. Hurts your field goals immeasurably. Well, not immeasurably. I can measure it. It's bad. And that will be one to watch. See if he pushes back into that larger role with Ingram um, currently on the sidelines. College basketball is not on the sidelines. It's actually full front right in our faces because the basketball tournament is here. Latest odds, contests, and player props. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains your best spot for all of the sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, 
is where the game starts. Mavericks and the Rockets. Reggie Bullock has been playing poorly. Played terribly to start the year. Had a nice little hot streak. Back to playing poorly. The minutes in the role are fine. But what he is, is like Duncan Robinson. He's going to hit points and threes. That's it. They're not going in. So he's not must roster. But if you want to have him, sure. Just hoping to get some threes. But it's been pretty rough for him the last week or so. And then Spencer Dinwiddie. Two big games. And then dreadful against the Knicks, as were most of his teammates. He'll be off the bench, I would assume. Although, Brunson and Finney Smith are both questionable for this game, so there might be an opportunity for Spencer to step back up. For the Houston Rockets, of course, we want to watch the delicate dance of Alperen Sengun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Christian Wood, Jay Sean Tate, and Dennis Schroeder are all officially questionable. If Wood misses, then yeah, fire up your um, Sengun. If Tate misses, fire up your KJ Martin. In fact, they're both speculative ads anyway. And I also want to watch Josh Christopher, who I've been impressed with. You know I've been talking about him all season, waiting for an opportunity. He's played 29 and 20 the last two games. It'll help if Schroeder doesn't play. It'll help if Wood and Tate don't play. But they should find a way to get him minutes regardless. And if he could get 25 a night consistently, Josh, yeah, I think you'd want to look at least in 14-team leagues at him. The Knicks and the Grizzlies. Emmanuel quickly is getting the minutes. It wasn't a very good game for him last time out against Dallas, one of the only players who didn't perform particularly well, but he still played 31 minutes in the last two games. And that's enough for me to be a 12-team league guy while the diseased scrotum of Van Fournier. His minutes are down. His production's down. There's just no point holding this bloke. He's played under 30 minutes in four of his last five. Sure, he could play 36 and score 20 points. He could also score seven points on seven shots. I don't think it's worth it. For the Grizzlies, we're still going to be without Dylan Brooks, it looks like. So another opportunity for D'Anthony Melton to get some good playing time and produce well, especially if you need steals. That's really what you rely upon him for. And I don't really know what to do with Brandon Clark. 27 minutes against the Rockets, didn't produce, and then played 14 against the Pelicans. 14 minutes is not enough. 27 is enough, but he's not producing well at all. I don't think he's even a top 300 player over the last two weeks. And we love what he can do when things are rolling, but again, we need to make decisions. Is Brandon Clark good enough to hold through the, the poorness, through the bad play? I don't think he is. So maybe this changes my mind, but I don't know. We'll see. Cavs in the heat. Kevin Love was oh, yeah, not good in the last game. There's no Jared Allen. There might be Karis LeVert returning. We don't know. But Love, interestingly, without Jared Allen, played 15 minutes. He played 30 the game before that. So figure that out. You can't really. I think Love will bounce back. And he's probably still worth holding, but it wasn't great. Darius Garland, he's been amazing. Usage is up, expectedly. How does that get impacted when Levert returns? And can he keep this high level of efficiency going? That's what we want to watch for here. Well, for the Heat, Duncan Robertson hit some threes last game. That's really good. It's useful. It's what he's there for. But is he someone that I want to get excited about? I don't know. We're not sure about Jimmy Butler's sinus congestion, whether that's going to be cleared out enough for him to be able to play. Or Kayla Martin's knee injury. Kayla Martin is questionable. I don't think he plays. But we'll get more info on that hopefully today. While Kyle Lowry, the usage is just nothing there. Assists are good, but he's just not taking any shots. I wouldn't drop Kyle Lowry, but I think we have to reset our expectations a little bit on what he's going to produce for us. The Jazz and the Spurs. Boyan Bogdanovich had to leave last game early with a thigh contusion. I think it was because they were up by 50 and he had a little bit of a knock. I wouldn't be too worried about Boyan missing the game against the Spurs on Friday, but obviously we need to watch that. And then Mike Conley, 
For ever since we got news that his minutes were going to ramp up, he's what, played 24, missed a game, then played 26 and 20. Like, oh, he's going to ramp his minutes up and play back-to-backs. Sure, misses a back-to-back and plays under 26 minutes. Um, If he's a 26-minute-a-night player, which he's not, but if he is, he's a drop. I don't think he will be, but if he goes under again, then we've got to start having some discussions about it. But the Spurs... Josh Primo and Keita Bates Diop are doubtful again. Devin Vassell, I don't know why he's just sitting at the 28-minute mark. He should be getting 31-32, but he's not. That's frustrating in terms of where his value lies the rest of the season. I still think he's a guy we want to hold, but 29-minute a night Devin Vassell versus 32-minute a night Devin Vassell is a big difference. And if it's consistently 29, then he's maybe not must roster. I want to watch Doug McDermott as well. Just, I don't know, I guess because I hate myself. I'm not sure why. He's got... A, guy, a role where it goes from 23, which is useless and just impacting everyone. And then he plays 28 and then it impacts everyone more. I'd love to see him just be gone so that we could see more Primo and more Walker and more Vassell with Calden playing at the four. But we're not. Is there any value in McDermott in fantasy leagues? Probably not much. And I mainly just include him here so I could just talk about how much I don't want him to play. The Raptors and the Suns. Gaz Trent, hopefully we're starting to get the slump over for him, but he's still shooting poorly. I do think he'll shoot better at some point, but it's not happening now. And then the big sneeze, Precious Achua. This is just a placeholder. How do the centers look? Birch, Young, Boucher, Achua. Achua's probably going to get the most minutes out of that quartet, but the fact that there's four of them playing that role makes it really hard to rely upon any of them. In fact, you don't want to in any 10 or 12 or even 14 team league. None of those guys are 14 team league players. Well, for the Suns, we do want to see whether there is any residual impact on Cameron Payne's ankle. We also want to see whether Cameron Johnson plays. He's missed the last three with a quad issue. Yeah, Payne returned to action with that ankle, but sometimes shit swells up. Also want to watch Jay Crowder, who was starting to play well, and then the last two games have struggled somewhat. I still do think he is a must-roster player for now. But let's see whether that shooting can perhaps get back on track. Maybe he needs some Bilt Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. New Year's resolutions are in the rearview mirror, but that doesn't mean you have to give up on your health goal. It doesn't also doesn't have to mean you have to give up on delicious-tasting treats because Bilt Bar mashes them both together. Great-tasting bars that taste like candy bars, but they're full of protein, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories. That's low, that's high fantastic nutritional profile and the taste is amazing so why don't you head to built.com use the promo code locked 15 get bars or get their built puffs protein infused marshmallows built.com promo code locked 15 built bar is built different wizards lakers the contavious caldwell pope kyle kuzma revenge game doubleheader kcp is playing at a really high level and i think oh no i think he is a 12 team league guy for now how, like he is, not how, he is clearly ahead of Kispert and Avdia as they try to develop for the play-in. I don't know what they're trying to do, but anyway, KCP is better than those guys and he's getting minutes and it's useful enough. Well, Dan Gafford double-doubled in 21 minutes off the bench. Does he play 21 minutes? Does Porzingis minutes push up even further? If Gafford played 21, I would look at him as a 12-team league player. I don't have extreme confidence in that, but there is a back-to-back coming up. Porzingis is going to miss one of them. And if Gafford plays 21 in one game and then 26 in the other game, then yeah, there's some real value in that. For the Lakers, Austin Reed is starting to play better. I don't think he's a 12-team league guy, maybe not even 14, but he's playing better and the minutes are up. 
Also want to watch Malik Monk, who is, I believe, a must-roster player, while Vogel continues to start him. Just wait for Vogel to go back and lean on Avery Bradley. That'll make everyone really happy. But back-to-backs, we're looking at Friday, Saturday. A lot of Wizards guys here, as I said. Pozingas is going to sit one of these. So you've got Avdia, Kispert, Hal Neto, Ishmith, Rui Hachimura. Um, then we go to PJ Tucker and Duncan Robinson in Miami. Dwayne Dedman in Miami. And the artist formerly known as Torian Prince could be a stream option for Minnesota as well. If we're just going to focus in on um, Friday's games, Reggie Bullock, Maxi Kleber, and Dwight Powell can be streamed in from Dallas. KJ Martin, Kelly Linick, PJ Tucker, Jose Alvarado, Luke Kennard, Devontae Graham, Nico Batum. Deeper leagues, all of those names, plus add-on Eric Gordon, Corey Kispert, Torian Prince, Tyus Jones, Amir Coppy, Naz Reed, Corey Joseph, Cody Martin, Dwayne Dedman, and Isaac Okoro. And then in points league, some options for you to stream in. The delicate dancer, Alperen Shingun, Malik Monk, D'Anthony Melton, Mason Plumley, Trumara Kiki, Devin Vassell, Alec Burks, Herb Jones, Isaiah Hartenstein, and Jackson Hayes. And that'll do it for me today, guys. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, give us a thumbs up and leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.